0: All right, here we go. Quiet. Quiet. Quiet! Roll
1: up! Hello and welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we take a look at the latest movie news, the films of today and yesterday, and put it all into some sort of context. Seated across the microphone from me is Film Buff Online Editor-in-Chief, Rich Drees.
0: And seated across the microphone from me is Film Buff Online Contributing Editor, Natasha Bogutsky. Aw, thank you. And
1: joining us today from, I don't know
0: where the hell he lives. (laughs) In beautiful upstate New York. There you go. It's Film Buff Comic Book Movie Editor, Emeritus, Bill Gattavaskis.
2: Welcome, Bill. Thank you. you. It's from Maranac, New York. You know, it's it's got a name called by its name, give wow. it the proper respect. Upstate New York could be Albany, as far as anybody knows. It's from our uh,
0: Most people I know who live in Manhattan think Upstate New York is anything above 122nd Street. Oh, so. I know.
1: I, I know. <laughs> so, not 110th?
0: Well, I've, you have to go across yeah. 110th
1: Street. Eh.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you, Jackie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Or Yafek Kodo, who was in the original actual movie, who who unfortunately um, passed away this week. Yes. may Rest in peace. Yes. Mm. Uh, You know, looking back and, you know, the purpose of this episode is actually to dig into Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. But I do want to take a moment just to recognize. Can we
1: have a a cut of this podcast that's just as long? No. Damn
0: it. Because I'm the one who does (laughs) the editing. Exactly.
1: So don't edit anything.
0: Oh, God, no. Yes. Um, And
2: don't edit out the F-words. Because that that makes it more adult and more more special. Oh,
1: we don't fucking care about that. <laughs>
0: True. <laughs> but but I would like to just take a moment to uh you know pay some respect and some dues to uh Yafet Kodo, an incredible actor, and you don't even think about how great he was until like when he passed and you start looking at his filmography and you're like and I was like, Holy cow, this guy was amazing <laughs> in so many things. Yeah. You know, from Midnight Run to Alien. Um Across 110th Street. So many great films that he was in. So he will be missed.
2: Yes, I agree. Okay, I second
0: that. All right. Now let's move forward to um, the main agenda item for today. Is
2: it really moving forward, though? (laughs) Not really.
0: (laughs) Or let's take a big step backwards four years. To Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I think by now everybody kind of knows the story that Um, Zack Snyder had to leave the post-production of Justice League about eight months before the movie was due out uh, due to a family issue. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers called in Joss Whedon and said, here's some notes, make them happen. And he tried to do as best he could to kind of get this into like a film that's two hours and that was released and it wasn't very good. And then people started to complain that they wanted to see Zack Snyder's version and then finally, because HBO Max needed some uh, content, they threw another $70 million at this project.
2: <laughs> uh, the, the entire budget of the Joker, um, I want to add.
0: Yes. Good point. Good point. The, they threw the entire budget of the Joker at Zack Snyder to go back in, re-edit, do some more effects work, shoot five additional minutes or so. And we now have this four hour and two minute thing called the zack snyder Justice League
2: yeah. and I do want to say that you've been you've been very generous about that by saying that is the official version of what happened uh There are rumors going around that he wasn't he didn't step down, he was made to step down and all kinds of stuff like that and this was based on like people seeing the dailies, the higher ups at the Warners and stuff like that uh but I just want to mention that there is that going on in the background as well
0: um yeah there, there's a lot of unsubstantiated stories going on some are some might be true some might not be and i'm really hoping in about five to ten years somebody writes a really good book yeah. about <laughs> yeah, yeah. this because i think that's really there yeah, the only reason
2: i bring it up is because like in like you know recordable trade papers like variety they men- mention it at, so. I think there's a little more smoke to that fire than there is if it's been on like you know
0: Bob's Movie Hut <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, now there is already one book on the Snyder cut out. It's it's by um, I think one of the editors over at Cinema Blend, and it didn't scratch my itch for what I want a book about the Snyder cut to be because I think it was more about fan reaction, the fan push to get it released, and I've only read part of it so i can't say for certain but as of right now it doesn't seem like it kind of dwells on that sector of snyder fans who were very toxic and sent yeah. death threats and rape threats to people who said that yeah. you know who disagreed with them about snyder's au so that certainly yeah. isn't i mean if you want part of that story this book is probably good i don't want to Give it a complete review yet because i haven't read the whole thing yeah um i kind of been busy
2: <laughs> and and, and as, as i think everybody on this podcast has experienced to some extent an- another the negative snyder bro people coming at them uh and a lot of like the time that this this kind of it kind of like irks me a little bit that sometimes it's portrayed in like the media as being like oh my gosh a bunch of wonderful people who are really dedicated fans came together and, and, and put on petitions and, and built a stage and made costumes and put on a show. And, and it's like a, more of a positive thing than it is, but there's a lot of negative things to unpack. I mean, we got the whole – we were on Disney's payroll because we dared say something bad about it back in 2017 or – Oh, yeah. And stuff like this. So it's like that's even that's, as that, that, that's negative, but it's even not like as, nobody telling us or anything like that. It's true.
0: Well, even as late as like 2019 – uh, November, right around when Snyder was starting to meet with Warner Brothers about creating this new version. You know, when he tweeted out that picture of just the film canisters and saying, it exists. But it doesn't, it, did it? It, it kind of did. It existed as a work in progress. Yeah. And that's what a lot of Snyder fans seem to not realize or understand and had no concept about how filmmaking works and i don't really want to go down this kind of um this road you know i kind of want to just steer back here and yeah. let's talk about the movie itself now
2: And but that's a good idea because go down that road our podcast will be four hours long and you know
0: <laughs> like we don't have
2: it won't be like six installments we don't have installments anything.
0: Right true very true so um well first off i mean Bill your review is on on the site on film Buff online. my review is uh public on film buff online um I got to see it early uh the weekend before last weekend so I was able to post my review when the embargo lifted right at noon on Monday eastern yeah because i'm not
2: quite I'm not quite as special I had to wait so actually the the
0: general public came out so I don't resent you for that at all I know I can tell in your voice um <laughs> But the one person we haven't really heard of from in this is Natasha. So although she did put up something on Facebook that I think she's gonna be
2: agreeable to us, but I do like to hear a more nuanced review from her. So
1: what? <laughs> Sorry, I, I wasn't paying attention. This I, I was snoozing just like through this movie. Oof.
2: Oh, Wow, I'm insulted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This movie, the pacing was off. I have seen such better movies that are longer in my life, and it feels like someone decided, let's stitch all of the scenes together so that when the Zack Snyder fanboys say, I want the actual Snyder cut, not this, HBO can go... We got nothing left. That is literally all the footage that exists.
0: Oh, yes, I will agree with you there. This is Zack Snyder's self-indulgent cut. Yeah. and if, It's his
1: save-his-ass cut. It's more he had like It's all the footage.
0: If he had turned this in to Warner Brothers back in 2017 and said, here it is, they would have said, um, we need something a little bit shorter for theatrical release. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is like the, you know comparative to the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition cut. You know, this yeah. is everything thrown in there. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll kind of maybe circle around to um, what we would edit with a hatchet <laughs> out oh of this cut God. if we had to go theatrical.
2: Chainsaw, uh, dynamite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I want to touch on that. Like, everybody thinks that, that this like, the, the is as being like his vision. This is how he would have had it if he actually... Had complete control over it, and it'd be no, no, no. This is not like like how it would be because nobody in their right mind would put this movie out, all four hours and two minutes of it, the way it is, without some major cuts to it.
1: Big so, time.
2: So, so, anybody thinking like this is good, this is like his, this is what he he, what he wanted. You, you wouldn't have gotten this even, actually, he, if he had total control over it and kept it all the way through to the end. You know, there was, the, the, the studio would have had to cut it down way, way, like at least an hour off of it.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, best case scenario, he would get it down to three hours. Yeah. Uh, including credits.
1: Three hours, I think, is doable. Avengers Endgame ran, what was it, 302, 305, something like Somewhere that? Somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah. like that yeah. was fine.
0: And that's, that's perfectly fine for a big superhero epic. I mean— He's not making the superhero version of uh, Berlin Alexander plots. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's, not, it's, it's not Lawrence of Arabia. It's not Cleopatra. It's not, it's not,
1: Cleopatra, it's not yeah. Ben-Hur or Ten Commandments or El Cid or any of those great massive epics. I mean, even Lord of the Rings. And, th- and that, that was something I, that was a note I actually wrote was it was Zack Snyder's diesel punk version of Shakespeare meets Lord of the Rings with superpowers
0: yeah that yeah. sounds good <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's just oh my god the shakespearean-esque dialogue that they tried to give steppenwolf was me going what the fuck movie is this guy in
2: <laughs> uh, yeah I, yeah I, i've said that a couple times <laughs> Damn, <what movie? laughs> like why is this in this at movie although i i do i I, I, not, I not not to do sacrilege of saying something positive about the extended cut i do like the better fleshed out motivation for steppenwolf and that economy about him being a, like subservient to dark side while still trying to be a badass in other life I, I like that kind of like playing two sides of the character made it more interesting
1: i i liked his his design the iridescent of his armor there was something really unique about that that jumped out at me so okay i'll give that a positive
0: <laughs> no, I, no, and I'm f- I'm all for let's you know find some positive things in here. In fact, now that we're here, uh, you know, because I don't want this to be a complete just dog pile on Zack Snyder. Um,
1: it's not a dog pile on Zack Snyder. It's just a dog pile on the piece of shit movie that he made.
0: <laughs> I still say, well, one, I will say well, that this is more coherent in tone yeah. than you know the the released version, which is understandable. Well, so, yeah. I, it have to be. So whether I personally respond to the tone or not, I have to give it, you know, credit for that. Um yes. But is it still really long and super indulgent and leans upon the crutch of all of his bad habits as a filmmaker? Yeah. Sure. It exactly. does.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why this movie had to be four hours long. I mean, like, I course, I, I, I'm not going to watch it again. am uh, mind. I've watched um, it twice,
0: and I think God I'm. God, love you. Well, because I watched because you're because you're, you're a masochist. That well, is literally a full day of
1: that is literally a full day of work to watch it, it twice. <laughs> well, I watched and, it, and once. you're not even getting paid for those hours. Well, I yeah, watched exactly. it the
0: first time just to watch it, and, you know, as I'm taking my notes for my review, and then as I started to write, I was like, you know what, I want to throw this up on the background in the background because there's a couple of things I want to check as I'm going along, and so basically, I, well, I. I kind of half watched it the second time, so I watched I'm it one. I'm patting him on times. the shoulder
1: right now, like it's okay. <laughs> you can make an excuse. It's fine. Um, one of the things I would definitely say that is better about this movie, I, I like what they did with Cyborg and Flash, yes. which doesn't feel very fleshed out in um, the other films uh, in the other in Joss Whedon's version, and considering yes. that um, coming up after this you you had aquaman you had like the the flash film that's in production god knows what they're doing with cyborg but you ha- we've already seen wonder woman we have seen batman be used many times we have seen um man of steel like we don't need our those to be uh, like our okay yeah there are heavy hitters but you really need to introduce your lower tier of that that major six in the league is because their films are next
2: Mm -hmm. especially cyborg because of the six that's on the film cyborg i mean like not just in the actual dc extended universe but just in public consciousness itself cyborg is the less well known of the six. I agree. Arguably. Yeah. Um, he, Flash, Flash is not, not, not that much okay. higher, but at least he had like a couple TV shows. He had like, you know, he, he was in the cartoons. So was Cyborg, but Cyborg never had his own TV show. Uh, he, he, he's not really well known to people who might not know. Everybody knows Flash is the guy who goes really fast. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are icons. Aquaman was the guy they made fun of on the Super Friends. So <laughs> everybody has like a little bit of stuff behind that. The person you need to have more background into uh is cyborg. Yeah. And he
1: like he he seemed like the heart of this film.
2: And you can see why like Ray Fisher was so like really upset by that. Mm-hmm. And like granted, there's other stuff for him to be upset at, at that's coming out about Whedon's directorial style that we never know knew until like just like this year. And apparently he's an ass hat. Um, which which is we,
0: discouraging and uh
1: Yeah <laughs> and because disappointing. I love yes. Buffy.
0: But yeah the,
2: but the fact of the matter is on top of that his, essentially his entire part was taken away from him. Yeah. I mean, like, he went from, like, being, like, like having a character arc and, like, pathos and, like, growing as a character and having struggle and loss to just being the computer guy who, like, types stuff in the computer and, like, for whenever the guys need something. And that's, like, a really big cut and it's, it it's, his character is much stronger in the new version. Way two thousand percent stronger than it was in in the the Justice League version. (laughs) Agreed, very Um, much so.
1: I'd like to go through really quickly and say, if we could cut one piece from every single character, what would we cut? Not just from the movie. Like we all have some pieces that we would definitely cut from just the movie in general. Like that nightmare sequence did not need to be there. Uh why was the Icelandic girl just randomly singing and sniffing clothes? Um but wait, like actually wait, 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 four wait,
2: characters. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. That, that actually happened? <laughs> yeah, I, you... I thought I thought it was hallucinating. I thought like somebody slipped me some L S D or something. Nope. That actually was in the movie? That, no, yeah, yeah that I, was actually I... there.
0: Oh. Sad it's to say, God, sorry I to God, report.
2: God, I can cancel my like neurology departments because I thought like you know I had some kind of like you know schizoid embolism like a big <laughs> pop in my head.
1: Nope. And the only I'm, person who should ever sniff clothes on screen is definitely Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain*, and that's it.
2: If they brought him in
0: as the Joker, if you're still alive, and he did that, we'd accept it. But we'd no, accept it. <laughs> um, okay. What? What? What's one like good? Uh, I don't mean good character scene. But what's one character scene that you think, in the in our hypothetical quest to trim this to three hours, what's one that you would uh, hit make hit the edit room floor? Bill.
2: So, so can I ask? Are we going to spoilers here? Can we like? Treat, oh like, yeah, yeah. Spoilers,
0: spoilers away.
2: Spoilers not. It's not like, a, a, and this is might be cheating a little bit on on what like like Natasha asked, but you know what? I'm a bad boy. I'm going to do what I want. Um, <laughs> it's not a, a character part. It's an entire character. Martian Manhunter. I, I agree. You didn't with- need. you didn't need him in there. That's just purely fan service. And and being as a comic book geek, if I'm saying I don't want fan service, you know it's obligatory and it, it doesn't really need to be there. And it's like it takes away from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't need to be there and it takes away from the movie. Uh, you just go like you know like just get rid of all of that and like it seems forced because there's nothing. The character who. Turns out to be Martian Manhunter. I forget the character's name. I think it's Harry Lennox, the actor. Yeah. Yes. He, he, no indication before this that he was that character. No indication of Martian Manhunter before this. It seems just basically tacked on to give the five people who are Martian Manhunter fanboys a little squeeworthy worthy moment. And it, 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 it just doesn't need to be there. And you could take like two relatively lengthy scenes
0: out of there.
1: Yeah. And also, it is a smack in the face to Martha.
0: It yeah, it very much undercuts that scene yeah. where we see Martha talking with Lois, <laughs> and then it turns out, nope, not Martha, it's Martian Manhunter instead, you know.
1: Which makes no freaking sense. What
2: the hell is he doing there? And 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 sidebar,
0: at the end one, when he comes there like to to, to
2: Bruce Wayne, so like, if you need me, I'll be around. The lion dialogue, like, I I ached to hear Ben Affleck say he's like Where the hell were you two weeks ago? (laughs) There's a guy in Russia (laughs) taking over nuclear reactors. He's going to destroy the Earth. And what are you doing? And
1: you've been here the entire time? You Mm -hmm. asshole.
0: I mean, I can put aside that portion of that epilogue scene if you want to leave the movie with the sense that the Justice League is inspiring other people around the world, other heroes to come forward to join them. That's what I think that scene really is. I mean, basically it was going to be a Green Lantern uh there before and then they changed it out for Martian Manhunter.
1: Green Lantern makes more sense, particularly if he was on another planet at the time. But showing Martian Manhunter before as Martha just parking it at Lois's house having a chat over a cup of tea really yeah. just pisses off like you yeah, were there the entire uh, time and you couldn't give us a hand. You are a uh, fucking dick.
0: Well, that's <laughs> what I would say. I would remove the the Martha thing the element of him being Martha for that scene, but maybe still leave the epilogue portion yes, there.
2: It's always fucking Martha. I know, Martha <laughs> does this. Uh, but like, you know, like, but, the, but like, I, I, my my thing is popping my head and it's scary thing. Like you've just given like the uh, Snyder fans actually listen to the podcast uh, uh, more depth for the thing. Like, Oh, don't you understand? Marshall are, uh represents the LGBTQ community because he's now, <laughs> Encouraged to come out. No, and it's like, oh, God. I mean, like, no. I mean, there's but- absolutely
0: no evidence to support a read like that. None but at I, all. But I wish there was because I sort of kind of like that idea. But, yeah. But you know what? There's no evidence to support that uh, the snark could be good and that didn't stop them. That's true.
1: It, technically, you could throw a cyborg into that spot instead. He's for he's forced to to come out and actually, but anyway, yes. um, my scene would be the whole section, uh, with um, oh god, I can't even remember freaking name with Flash, his girlfriend,
0: Iris, Iris. Oh.
1: That yes. whole section, that whole it, it felt like it was ten minutes long. Could <laughs> yeah. actually go.
0: I would agree with you because that's kind of the one I was thinking about as well. Yeah. Simply because, well, first of all, he kind of caresses her face, and it's like a little creepy. And secondly, we've already seen that he's fast. We already know what his powers are. Um, we don't even get introduced to Iris by name. We only know that because, you know, they've made a big deal that, you know, Kelsey Clemens is going to show up in the Flash movie, and this is a setup for that. But if you're looking to get this movie down to a theatrical manageable length that's a scene that would have to go yeah easy. because everything it does might not be done better in other scenes but the other scenes where it is done have plot as well this con- conveys nothing to the yeah. overall substance I mean, of the movie
2: i i do not Mind this, the the scene and substance, but it goes on way 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 too long. And if I have to, if I get two things, I could take off two because you know I'm a bad boy and I do what I want.
1: I have another one too.
2: <laughs> take take all the slow motion stuff and 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 just speed it up to regular speed because I, I, if you did that, you'd have like a two hour movie. Yeah. I I I don't want. I was going to start that earlier. I don't have. I, I, if I go through this again, I'm not going to. But if I do, I'm going to like a stopwatch and just take out all the slow motion scenes and how much time they actually take up of the movie. Um, but getting back to the flash scene, and this is a pet peeve. This is a sidebar kind of pet peeve, uh, and it's been done in like you know the a little bit in the X-Men movies with the Quicksilver and stuff like that. It annoys me when people are traveling at such a fast rate of speed that everything's in slow motion and they stop because. The reason why everything is in slow motion is because they're moving faster than everything. But if you're stopping and staring at this woman who's like halfway in, in the middle of the thing and about to die because she's going to break her neck as she lands on the ground, unless you save her, how, if you're stopping and you're standing still, how are you moving faster than everything else? That, that really is a pet peeve of mine. It's like, don't do that because I know you wanted to do like, do the whole creepy, like, oh, she's beautiful. But, <laughs> it's it's it, it defeats the purpose of the scene in my eye, uh, but I'm a crappy old man, so. that's <laughs> Fair and, enough. And Get as much answer.
1: as much as I love, um, J.K. Simmons, cut his entire section with Batman. Cut it.
0: I think you kind of need that because that's where they're like, we don't, you know, that's where Cyborg first joins the group. I think you kind of need that,
1: but. They, the, the reason why they're meeting on the top of that roof is because they have a sketch of one of the the parademons that looks like Batman. It's total fan service to get the light on. It is fan service. Cyborg could have met up with them literally anywhere.
0: I would cut the scene where uh, Dr. Stone is at Star Labs and the, the investigator comes... Walks up and slams that sketch against the glass. That too. That scene needs to go.
1: It's it, well, that's the lead in for that one. So yeah. those but,
0: two could both go. Well, you you don't need that first scene. You just have anyways in the Gotham police station scene. You have uh, I he refers to the other uh, officer as Crispus, so I'm assuming that's Crispus Allen from the Gotham Central comic series. Yes. And yep. he's talking to Christmas Allen, and he's saying – and they're saying, "Well, we got a sketch here. What do you think?" And they just pull it up. That's all you need to introduce that that idea to get them to the roof to have Batman come in and then cyborg come mm-hmm. in you know yeah, but,
2: the, but 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 to continue on natasha's point um in another pet peeve kind of thing, the sketch doesn't look like a parademon. no the sketch it just looks like Batman it'll it, it, totally it, it's, looks it's like, like red herring it, it's basically created to get the scene." With, with Commissioner Gordon on the rooftop. And I don't um, care
1: how many times you're looking at him for far away, those wings do not move like a big, solid bat wing. They move like a fucking bug. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: so there is no way that that sketch looks anything like the damn parademons. Because even if you're looking up at someone's fire escape, iridescent wings that that flap around like a bug like a fly
2: and and don't they make a sound don't they buzz too they do oh yeah so it's like like because like you know after the whole singing Icelandic tabernacle choir i'm beginning to doubt (laughs) everything i saw in the movie uh but like yeah but it's like you know like batman never makes a a sound with his wings so it's kind of like a totally different it's it's like it's basically, a, it's a clumsy construct to get where it needs to go, and it could have gone there much more eloquently and better and quicker and stuff. In another way, it didn't need to be there.
1: True. And I know they're all about ceremony, but um, the whole Arrow of Athena sequence could have gone so much faster.
2: I agree. Wow, it's like we're the same person, Natasha. It's like, we don't need like to have six minutes and three cuts to see the actual arrow hit the Acropolis, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. The, the Temple of the Amazons. You know what? Have a it chuck it, have it a little bit later, have it catch on fire, boom, two scenes, done in like five seconds, and it gets the point across. You don't need to have the whole, like, you know, it, it, se- it
1: seemed like they waited three hours until it got dark before they shot an emergency signal <laughs> to <laughs> the mainland.
2: Well, you know, they have to see it, though. Uh, but- but like, and then also another thing, like, about scenes going on so long we're not gonna let rich give his his stuff he wants cut because you know what why should we it's just gonna be you, <laughs> mean, you but but like the opening sequence of the the travelogue paid for by the uh icelandic tourism bureau where we, <laughs> we follow every sing, single step of bruce wayne's trek to the remote fishing village wait, wait, wait,
1: only to see the the actual um Uh, truck, uh, truck tracks at the bottom that lead right to the village. And you're like, you climbed over the back way of the mountain on a horse when you could have (laughs) just driven a Range Rover right up to the town.
2: See, 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 in in the Bill Canabassas cut, uh, Bruce Randall will see those train tracks and his head go, (laughs) go!
0: i i'd pay 70 million dollars to see that <laughs> i'd do for 35 oh pff. awesome <laughs> and Even i'll pass better. on
2: to you
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing that i that was in the joss whedon version that i wish that they had kept in this one um i know it's not something that he put together it's pro. it's done out of the reshoots but um I really think it helped the film a great deal in the Joss Whedon cut is the opening with the song. Everybody knows Um, that gets across in about a minute to a minute and a half. um, The feeling of the entire world at that point and how everything has changed since Superman has gone away. Mm -hmm. And uh, instead we got a huge flashback sequence and the reaction of his scream yeah. echoing throughout the world to the boxes, plus what we got from the, the morning of the people. And it just went on for, like, five to ten minutes. And you couldn't convey that in a minute and a half to two minutes.
0: There, There is very much an economy through that musical montage. And, honestly, everybody thought it was Snyder's because... Watchmen opened with something very similar.
1: And it's a fantastic sequence. Like Mm -hmm. I love that song really does convey like even in the lyrics. And that's another problem that I had with the Snyder Cut was the music. The music was mood perfect, but you couldn't understand a single word. The mixing was absolutely horrible with the songs, particularly in like the scene with Iris West I'm sitting there going, What is this? It just looked it sounded like stock music.
2: Yeah. And this is where I have to disagree with you because I don't think the music was mood perfect. I mean like I guess in in a way it was, but it was like too like mopey and too kinda like, you know, slow and it seems like Well it fit the slow motion
1: of the scenes.
2: Yeah, it's like, it was like, it's like part of the whole, like, more of a point of like, this is like, not that these songs really add to the story. It's more like, look how cool my, my, my playlist on Spotify is. Look (laughs) at how hip I am. And it's like, you know, it's like, you know, when it's a horror movie and you have like, I don't like myself because I'm ugly and like stuff like that over and over again. I'm like, Oh, come on. Let's just, how about something half a peppy? How about something like, like, you know, like something that that actually like, you know, gets the blood boiling and keeps us
0: awake. I, I get the idea that, you know, he definitely wants to use music to convey mood. The problem is all the moods are, it's, it's, one thing the whole time kind of very yeah. dour very turgid very slow yeah. and that makes a 4 hour movie feel really like 4 hours and you feel every second of the mm-hmm. clock ticking yeah. as you sit through this thing and yeah. that's my biggest problem with it there are They're movies big... that have been just as long as this but move along a whole lot faster and you're not doing my friend Vicky bill you know her my Is friend it? Vicky has what she calls the watch test how good a movie is, is how long it takes before she has to look at her watch to see how much time has gone by. I don't see like this thing passing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't see her passing 30 minutes on this with the watch test before she's yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> Hard not
1: to. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
2: and, and once again, once again, Rich says exactly what I was trying to say, but far more concise and intelligent than I could possibly ever say it. So thank you. Screw
0: you. <laughs> um. There, there are a couple of other things in there, though. I mean, I mean, I was surprised that the uh, how they ended the Wonder Woman segment because in I'm trying to remember in the uh, the Joss Whedon or the the theatrical version. Let's call it the theatrical version because I don't really think Joss Whedon gets author authorial credit on this thing. Yeah. Um, in the theatrical version. Didn't that just end with her like punching the guy or something? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Here, she clangs her bracelets. Half the walls behind this guy blow out. His hat floats down. And I'm guessing she just decimated him and turned him into schmook or something. <laughs> and can we also
1: just... talk about how she nearly took out the entire police squad underneath?
0: Oh, yeah. She didn't care about that. She was concerned about turning this guy into a grease stain. And I'm like, is that the best way you want to um, introduce your – one of your heroes is yep. coldly killing a bad guy who is unarmed at that point?
2: And then after that, having one of the little girls who watches it saying, I want to be just like you. I want to kill indiscriminately. Thank you.
1: Oh, speaking of – That was definitely something that there was a theme going throughout this entire film. And I counted how many times I heard it. It was like three or four times. The exact same phrase. You can be anything you want. Mm -hmm. I heard it from... I heard it three to four times throughout this entire movie. Is there... Why? (gasps) Why?
0: I'm I'm guessing it might have roots in some of uh Zack Snyder's love of Ayn Rand and, you know, stuff in the Fountainhead and stuff like that. And I don't want to go down that that road either, because, you know, that can be a little politically charged and I I don't think it's absolutely necessary to um to criti- to know about or to critique for this movie.
1: It hurts yeah. though, because um, by saying, by a superhero saying you can be anything you want, particularly after the person said, I want to be like you, then you're giving them this idea that they can be a superhero too. And haven't we learned from the Incredibles that that's not a good idea? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> For for once, you're you're going to the Incredibles. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it makes sense here. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: She's not a fan of the Incredibles. No, I am. Well, I know, but you.
1: No, I liked it. Okay, I watched it a couple months back. Okay, I don't. And I, I, I don't really think
2: I could it. continue. I don't think I could go on. I think I got. I, I can't. I said I, I liked I, it. I, I I don't know. Um, my whole my whole world is, is now now alive. I'm, you too can be a...
0: just like a superhero I'm if not... you happen to be born with. The blood of a god coursing through your veins on an isolated island of warrior women and magic—you can be just like a superhero. Also,
2: also, the bill cut is going to have like a five-second tag scene on there where a the kid, the kid tries to start stop a bullet with like uh, like some like like homemade bracelets and gets killed. <laughs>
0: Oh jeez. Wait, 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 wait.
1: So it's going to have that moment from Iron Man two of the apparent Peter Parker in an I- in an Iron Man mask trying to stop one of the
0: oh. things.
1: <laughs> Sorry, was that a little
0: too harsh? That's a that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut and a deep diss on stupid fan theories. Yeah, You're welcome. Um, thank you.
2: <laughs> but but um like, i don't know if we're going forward like i don't know if, like you've actually given your two things that 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 you wanted to be cut rich but uh before it goes too far away i like to touch on something that i like better in the, the josh this league i'm gonna call it that even though like you don't want me to call it that because you know what you're a bad I, boy I, I'm, yeah i'm a bad boy I like justice
1: I mean. league on the first uh for I'm, talking about the like, theatrical cut
2: i think the his portrayal of superman at the end was much better I'm much on point to what we expect from Superman than what we got in this movie.
0: Absolutely agree with you. Like uh, like same.
2: It, it this one, it's still still kind of like still dour, turgid, kind of like superhero kind of thing. Like like Joss Whedon's version put that all aside and like like sees, sees like the benevolent, benevolent alien who's helping us and stuff like that and that's the the Superman I I personally like. Mm-hmm. Uh I, so that's I- might be just a personal click. Kind of thing,
0: and I think that was set up in the theatrical version with that viral video opening, yeah, where the kids are like interviewing him after like one of his uh rescues or whatever, and they're just like, Hey, Superman, can we ask you a question? They're shoving a, ca- a phone camera into his face, and yes. everybody bags on it because, yes, the digital removal of Henry Cavill's mustache is yes. awful, but you know if you look past that and, and and at the actual scene itself that sets up everything and that's i think what makes the the montage that immediately follows work even more effectively because it shows us superman at his best and then we go and this is the world because they know he's gone
1: yeah i yeah.
0: think that helps kick that second half part up and then of course it. once he returns and pulls his brain together you know, in the fi- finale, I think he we see him having a lot of fun being a superhero.
1: Yeah, and, and yes. he's also having fun because he's working as part of a team, too. And uh, there's always the those little bit of... Okay, so, for example, I work in an office where our boss is kind of a like a dry sarcasm. And one of uh, my other co-workers is... I call it the sarcastic asshole. I'm the outgoing one. <laughs> we have the shy one. And then we have the one who is secretly funny, but is so serious about their work that they don't really like to be bothered unless it's something incredibly good. So, like, those mixtures of like, um, personalities is what makes for a good team and that's justice league right there i mean you have um i think the super serious one is definitely bruce i
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like you have your your sarcastic asshole flash um you
2: have i i, 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 I wouldn't i wouldn't go that because i, I don't think he's really sarcastic but he's more like the the never she Nebushi... Geek kind of thing. Like, okay, Like he's, 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 yeah. he's, he's like the Peter Parker of the group. So okay, he's, he's like kind of like youthful, like, you vibrant
1: know. kind of geek. Um, you've got <laughs> the devil may care, but don't piss me off or I'll punch you through a wall. AKA <laughs> Aquaman. Um, you have, you know. you have a different bunch of different personalities together and when you bring them together that's when they really work well as a team and um i really liked seeing that in the i'm going to steal this from you bill the justice league version (laughs) is that you you. finally get a chance to see all those different personalities working together and they're not all one personality separated i think by like a half a decimal uh decibel but i am Then throwing that back over to the Snyder Cut, it does have in that third act, I think, one of the best sequences I've seen visually and character-wise in a while. And that's the flash turn back time sequence. I loved that sequence so much. like That was the moment I really felt true hope throughout the Snyder Cut. Like, everything yeah. else was, like, a sludge, and then there's that little ray of hope, and that mm-hmm. was the Flash running and running and running to try to turn everything back.
2: I yeah, see. That, that was kind of like, you know, like, but, like, for me, it was kind of, like, you know, tainted, if that's the correct word about it, because that plot point is used in so many movies, especially comic book movies, to get out of something, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, you know, in in uh, Infinity War, oh, she made a sacrifice. She sacrificed vision. Oh no! Wait a minute. We're going back in time. He's getting the stuff like that? That's that. that. Uh, in the first Superman movie. Oh, I'm gonna do the whole go around the world fifty-five thousand times to turn back time, kind of stuff to save the people I wasn't able to save.
1: No, I so agree. It's, not,
2: it's, it's 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 kind of a cheap trick because like at that point you say you, you got like they're, they're saying, hey, the heroes have failed. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, Hold I on.
1: absolutely agree with you there. It is a plot point to kind of get yourself out of a hole. Um, but for this one, it was so it stood out amongst everything else that just felt like a drag throughout this movie. Like, let's slip my wrist because this is just going on for so long. And then The Flash actually does that. And and this is where Snyder excels is visually. The visual standpoint of it with the swelling score at that moment did make it perfect.
0: I would say it probably works better than just being yet another riff on that same idea because it's also kind of a bit of Barry's character arc uh-huh. finishing off
1: exactly that's that was yeah. another point
0: because it's so it's not just the one note of oh, turn back time to fix it. Barry is actually you know becoming his own and I do want to say. Now that we're talking about Barry really quick. Um a lot of people were upset with like the whole Barry, you know, trips and falls and knocks over Wonder Woman, you know, face down in her cleavage and stuff like that. But that part that that first half where Barry tripped in that fight sequence, that's that's all Snyder. And then Barry trips yeah. again when with they're Aquaman. <laughs> with Aquaman, when they're fighting at the memorial. And the, yeah, the, and the point thing and everything, and, <laughs> which was funny and, as hell. So I I kind of like the idea that Barry is just a little bit clumsy, clumsy in his speed at times,
1: which makes sense. I mean, because for a, a while you're going to trip new. over your own yeah. feet, yeah.
0: So so I like that. That was another nice thing. You know, I think you know, like we said, you know, back when we first started this, um, you know, Barry and and Vic as cyborg were the ones who really benefited from this, and yeah. also I think though. There was a lightning up of Batman too, with yeah. um him discovering how to have faith in others,
2: yeah yeah and and there's also stuff added to Aquaman's background too that i I, I picked up on mm-hmm. like it, he's more fleshed out than that because it seems like you know like like it's in the justice league um <laughs> like it seems like they, they their attitude was like. These guys are gonna get their own movie later on. I don't have to worry about setting them up here. You do, but you know, I'm, they're, they're gonna have that stuff there later on. I don't have to go that much into it. Um, this one has a little more, more more flavor, more color, more like more well developed characters in it, and that makes, I think, a better in that aspect a better a better film all around. Oh yeah, not just like like the like like not just like uh, Barry and Vic, but also Arthur and. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think in the Justice League it was just like, hey, we have jo- Jason Momoa playing Aquaman. He's just going to be our comic relief character.
0: <laughs> but but for all this fleshing out that this movie does in terms of the characters, in terms of the villains, in terms of introducing Darkseid to us and everything.
1: I was bored of Darkseid. I
0: I still find this movie incredibly slow and incredibly oh, thin yeah. in terms of actual plot. Yeah. That's There's because things that's, that happen but it, it's not plot necessarily.
2: Yeah, but I, that's because and like like that's because 90% of the film is
0: slow motion.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean I, I, yeah, it's easy to bag on Snyder for that. But, well, uh, but like, I'm but I'm absurd. talking about the script itself.
1: I think the problems they had were mainly script, pacing, editing and some of the music. Um the characters were fine; like they fleshed those out great. Hmm. If they had just cut down on some of the slow mo and tried to actually edit and pace this properly, I I think it might have been a better movie.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. And like, 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 maybe I have like uh, a lower expectation of the summer blockbuster superhero movie than you do. But when you have this many moving pieces and something this massive, this big, uh, it, it's the kiss scenario. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, like. Yeah, it's a thin plot, but then again, you don't really want to get that complex with something that's, well, granted, you had four hours to work with in this one, so that's not really much an excuse, but then again, you know, you want to keep it so, like, it's open so people easily understand it so you don't lose the audience with all these different moving parts.
1: Yes and no. There are definitely some summer blockbuster superhero films that stand the test of time because they expand on what they are trying to bring off. It's not just a simple plot. Look at black Panther. Look at dark Knight. They okay. are, they transcend the genre because what? they, they bring a lot of interesting questions. The problem is, is there's no questions here.
2: Yeah. Awesome. I, I understand. That. I'm just, I'm just saying like, like looking from their standpoint about where mm-hmm. it might be coming from.
0: Yeah. But uh, you know, And also, I would suggest, too, if you have this movie at four hours and it's been compressed, we've seen how it has been compressed down to two hours with only about 30 minutes of footage that was reshot to bridge things. I really don't see where we lost a whole lot of story. We did not lose two hours worth of story out of, you know, when we got the theatrical cut.
2: I I had somebody who we worked with. I'm not gonna mention her on the podcast because I don't know if she actually listens to podcasts. And I don't mm-hmm. want, like to. So she, she, like, she got messaged me through Facebook and goes like, "I'm watching the star cut, and I get the feeling that I watched this movie already." I go like, "Yeah, that's because it's a recut of this." And it goes, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." You know, My I, boss uh,
1: called me yesterday and asked me the same yeah. question,
2: and it's like, you know, like, like that's that's what what, what what one of the things I think like a lot of people like. Like you know, probably not admit this. I think people thought like this is going to be a one hundred percent different movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not. It's no. the same movie, with with uh, a certain elements tweaked here and more stuff added for background mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's, which is again you know, why
0: I'm like loath to not want to give Joss Whedon a whole lot of credit, deserved or undeserved, for or the theatrical or or blame or blame, or blame yeah. No.
2: Like, but it's it's basically like, you know, like, it's like, you know, if you like the the 2017 version, you probably might like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might be like falling asleep because it's, you know, with the 16,000 slow motion thing and I will harp on that until I die. The 16,000 <laughs> slow motion the on, but it's, 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 it's basically the same thing. If you didn't like it. There's really nothing new as this that's going to make it like that much better. I mean, like a little more background on some of the characters, a little more like, you know, like. Stronger villain stuff here and there, but nothing really major that would swap your 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 perspective of the movie around that big you
1: know i'd like to say something that may get me slapped just randomly <laughs> at some point by every person who listens to this viewer uh, of this podcast and hell even rich might slap me right now i liked jared leto's performance in the, this nightmare that did not need to be in this movie more so than...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a sound effect. I did not actually hurt her. had yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, hold on. I would never, never, never do that to you. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, could take that down a whole different world, but... It, I, it, I liked it, it
1: better podcast... than the whole of Suicide Squad. His performance in literally two minutes in, in the Snyder Cut was better than the whole of his performance in Suicide Squad.
2: Yeah, I... I, I... You know, I didn't think like his Joker and Suicide Squad was absolutely horrible. And, you know, you get slapped. I could punch for saying that. <laughs> uh, but, the fact that, like, feel like, it's like, you know, like that. Um, if if we are talking about, are, are we talking about the, the nightmare at the end? Are we? Are yeah, we yeah, really let's, let's yeah, yeah. Let's let's take a moment not? or two
0: before, you know.
2: Because <laughs> okay. I have two things to say about that. Okay. Two things. Number one, what really bugs me about this is there's conflicting. Presentations of Superman throughout the whole movie. So, like, like Man of Steel, even Batman versus Superman, the Christ imagery is all there. Only Son, he's there in front of a stained glass window. He's there in front of the Earth. His arms spreads like he's on the cross. He's the savior of humanity. They're they're playing that up. That's 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 the kind of like thing they're doing that. But if you have that, it undercuts the suspicion and doubt about him being a henchman for Dark Side and being his killing people in the nightmare thing and stuff like that and like him turning evil and like you know granted they say in this one it's because like you know Lois dies um, which rips off a whole bunch of stuff in the comic books and stuff and video games but that's for another time altogether I don't like that that between the two. You have to like lose the Christ imagery if you want to have us believe that he's actually going to be evil at some point. Because I, I, this might be me being a lapsed Catholic talking.
0: Jesus <laughs> Christ is not evil. Uh, so I've read. Hot,
2: hot uh, take. Hot take. I know it's a hot take, but <laughs> uh, um, well, we're all lapsed Catholics here. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, and I, I would I agree with you there. And you know Snyder has been doubling down on the Christ imagery all the way back to Man of Steel, though. Remember, when oh, yeah. Clark has his moment of doubt, he sits in a church in front of a stained glass window of yeah. Jesus in the Garden of the Gethsema- of Gethsemane, and it's yeah. like, could you be more obvious without just like ringing a bell and having flashing words on yeah. the screen? The problem
1: is, I, is they, get... they try to make them out to be gods with human traits. You're either a god or you are a human. You can have superhero uh, uh, human beings powers as a human but then you're not a god and i think the traits between those two are a little muddied like they don't know how to seamlessly blend them because if you're a god then you lose sympathy from us but if you're a human you get all the sympathy so how to blend that
2: yeah uh, and my, my second point regarding to the the the, the nightmare at the end hmm. um like i don't know if it need, it, 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 it obviously it didn't need to be there but it wouldn't be as egregious if it was shorter and tighter and like you know and f- like
1: and fix the like, dialogue from mira her delivery yeah, or, yeah, in those yeah. were just like what are you saying that is the worst <laughs> line delivery i think i've heard in a long time since the room
2: yeah it's like it seems like 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 whoever wrote this i don't, i don't know if it's or like you know Chris Terrio or Zack Snyder or both of them or Zack Snyder really want to do this. They really wanted to have the whole back and forth between Joker and Batman. And that's, they hit like, you know, like they got really, really excited about that. So you had to do that. You don't, you don't really need that. It's just something that he's working with them. It's just the people that they're, we're going after that. Let's go before he finds his Superman Mm -hmm. lands. He wakes up. Like cut it in half.
0: It's a seven minute sequence.
2: Yeah, yeah, get the, that, if you can like make it a three and a half, it gets the point across. It, get, it, it, it establishes like the, the, the reality of this nightmare and stuff like that. And without going on, like, 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 it's, I felt like a whole new movie was starting because it just kept on going on and on and mm-hmm. on and on. And like, you know, the whole back and forth between the Joker and the Batman, it's like, well, this is great, but, you know, in this reality, in this like film franchise, they've only met like face to face once and, like, you know, it's Batman chasing his car in uh, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's like really nothing. It's not like, like, wow, we get to see them again. This is really mm-hmm. exciting. It's like, okay, well, there's, we have hints at the history behind this. Uh, and we're getting hints now. So it's not really that powerful or impactful. Just, you know, it if you're going to include it at all, it should have been half the time that it was.
0: Oh, definitely. And, it, you know, again, this just goes back to that this film is just self-indulgent beyond all belief. And I have two thoughts on the nightmare sequence and then we're going to go on to our the last thing here that we want I wanted to hit today. Um uh, first of all, nightmare sequence if I was instructing Zack Snyder in that perfect scenario where he, you know, didn't have to leave and everything and we're looking at the plans going forward, I would leave that sequence in for that theatrical cut, because that it does do a lot of heavy lifting for what he wanted to do with Justice League 2 and yep. 3. So for that, I would say leave it in. For this, for this HBO Max thing that is just him getting to complete the film, I would have said take it out, because these are promises you're never going to deliver on, or most likely okay. never going is to he, deliver on. And it's
2: just... Is he, is, is he not going to do that, because... I, maybe I'm, I'm more cynical. I, I can't believe I'm saying this because I know you. I'm more cynical than you on this. <laughs> um, but like, I, I think this is like his way of like you know like hey, 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 I got my cut because I got my a whole bunch of like rabidly devoted fans of mine to make it happen. I'll put this down here as a tease. There, get them all inspired, and then they'll start trying to get me on a sequel. And I, that's why I think I think it's more or less. I think it's less like you know like trying to be the complete volume of like what he wanted, and more of kind of like, hey, I
0: want to get some more work out of this kind of thing. It, is that but, ego trolling then? He's just trolling to get his fans worked up so it feeds his ego? I don't he's know. He's
1: got the rest of the DC directors standing behind him right now according to Pat, Patty Jenkins. So, between that and the fanboys, don't maybe, be surprised maybe. at this point because mm. they were saying, or at least Patty Jenkins said in an interview, "We, uh, the DC director's are not going off the Joss Whedon theatrical version for what we're doing with our films. We have been going with snacks, uh, Zack Snyder's vision since the beginning. Um, and we've been working closely with him so that our versions line up with his version.
0: And we'll see what happens, I guess, as more films continue to roll out. Um, Mm -hmm. but before we kind of call it a day here, uh, while we're on the topic of just director's cuts, uh, Wanted to kind of open this back up outside of superhero films for a moment and just kind of say, you know, what movies, you know, was there one or two movies out there that you th- know of a director's cut that hasn't been released or you would just like to see a longer version of?
2: I'll go first. Okay. I was supposed to camp because there's a version out there that had Orson Rose in it and they did a whole riff on Susan Kane that was cut because they think it had I'm joking. I have no idea what, what I'd want. Um, um like like you said, outside of comic book movies, the only thing I have is like kinda of like genre comic book movies. Uh I'm understanding there's a more serious cut uh or adult cut of Galaxy Quest that I would have been interested in seeing, you know. Okay. Like like, you know, there's more about like, you know, like you know, the Fred character being a druggie and of course like, you know, the whole like the whole F bomb that was Really awkwardly, like, dubbed like, over, added out, uh, stuff like that. So, like, that. Um, the other thing I would be like, like, see, like, a little more of would be like, um, Avengers, uh, Age of Ultron. you know, because it's supposed to be like a whole bunch of scene that was cut off from the 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 pool scene and a whole bunch of other stuff that might have made it like mo- a little bit better movie, okay? Um, but outside that, like, 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 I'm drawing a blank, and, and but there's stuff that I know that I would like, like, that have seen, like, like, like a lot of stuff end up in a cutting kind of room floor that would make the film better but I'm I, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I feel
0: good. Uh, Natasha, why don't you go?
1: None. Oftentimes when I come across a director's cut, um it fails on a movie level for me. Um I've I've seen the director's cut of uh, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon Two. Uh they were okay like the theatrical better. Mm -hmm. Um, You and I have had a talk about Legend.
0: Yes. (laughs) We've had many talks about Legend. I've
1: always told people, see the theatrical version before seeing the director's cut um, because not only does it change the whole ending, uh, the music, music is a big deal for me. And from from an aesthetic standpoint, the music that Tangerine Dream did for the film made more sense to give that kind of otherworldly fairy like vibe um then as much as i love jerry goldsmith his (laughs) score just felt like background it just if it wasn't there it wasn't iconic it didn't it was just white noise to this movie for me Mm. whereas uh tangerine dreams really just kind of punched everything up a bit um so Legend is a is a is a big one for me that I was just like the director's cut was terrible for this. Um, and as I recently just got the director's cut for Midsummer, uh, Midsummer, which puts an hour and a half back into the movie because it was originally supposed to be three hours. Um, I loved the theatrical cut. I have not opened and watched the director's cut yet. So. Only time will tell how I feel about this movie. Um, But most times for me, the director's cut fails where the theatrical succeeds. So, not
0: Okay. Um, For myself, I know, well, let me throw a superhero example out uh, first and then I'll kind of get to my non-superhero films. I would love to see the half an hour that they cut out of Superman 4 put back in. Superman 4 is not a great movie. But I feel it's at least a slightly marginally better movie with that extra, you know, 30 minutes or so of footage put back in. Um, Unfortunately, they literally burned and destroyed the negative for that uh. stuff, which, you know, as a as somebody who champions film preservation, just like makes me like shake when I think about it. I was like, how yeah. could you? Um, yeah. It's Warner's being Warner's. <laughs> no, actually, this probably was more Golan Globus being Golan Globus.
2: Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> those, I forgot about that.
0: Oh, that makes more. That's more sense. <laughs> True. Um, I think about like a film, like um, obviously, you know, you want to kind of go classics and go. I'd love to see Wells's cut of Magnificent Ambersons. You know, that <laughs> two hours instead of the eighty-eight minutes that we got, which is still a great movie. But uh, did, 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 no, when you said that, did you have to put
2: your monocle on? Like, <laughs> uh,
1: yes, I was double checking to make certain he didn't pull his pocket watch out of his, his, uh, his, his jean pocket to check the time. <laughs>
0: um, also to bring it a little closer to now, I would say, uh, the original cut of Event Horizon, the science fiction horror film, which was supposed to be a lot more gruesome and bloodier and just plain out terrifying and apparently that footage might be lost and is only available on like a vhs uh copy that they ran off of the avid editor while they were working on the film as a rough cut which uh disappoints me that that's not available i would love maybe somebody to find the, the footage someday and then they can go ahead and do that and restore that because I think that I'm not a big horror guy, but that's one I know the horror community really kind of has their fingers continually yeah. crossed. That and, show and,
2: and, 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 and that's one of the that's one of the better things about going over to digital filmmaking is because it's much easier to store those extra scenes and stuff if they're all like ones and zeros mm-hmm. than if they're like big canisters full of like you know like movie stocks, film stocks. yes because with, you with know, chemicals that things. are
0: highly volatile and have to be stored yeah. very specifically oh yeah
2: yeah like like the older stuff is decays and that's how you lose them or they they explode in a big firestorm and mm-hmm. they are lost that way um so yeah yeah it's that's one of the good things about digitally to actually keep more of your history intact so if, if people want to know like the stuff that's cut out of epic movies in fifty years, they'll be able to find out.
1: No one wants to know that.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I tried to pick the worst movie I could possibly think of. Actually,
1: epic movie for me was the best out of that genre, <laughs> and that's where I stopped too. I don't. I'm I don't like, even. Nothing can get better than this. I
0: don't. Okay, I can't <laughs> even be bothered to commit to memory the name of the two guys who directed epic movie alongside, you know, superhero movie. Scary movie four, whatever that whole slew of stuff, they're their own separate little pocket dimension that I don't give any credence to. I think there is room for somebody to come along and do a good parody movie like the original Airplane or like Top Secret or like yeah. the first Naked Gun movie, you know, something very Zucker, Abram Zucker, just not those two guys. Uh, <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah, because like, like if uh, Zaz and mm-hmm. I could be hip uh is mad magazine those guys are like you know crazy or spoof or like the night they're named not crack magazine they're like the lower end parody magazine It's just basically something that it's like uh yeah that was like mm-hmm. the worst movie i've ever seen in a theater and i took my life there and i'm still apologizing to her to this day
0: <laughs> as well you should
2: that, and on a hex.
0: Okay, but I think though um that's going to wrap us up for this week. Bill, thank you so much for uh joining us. Uh we really appreciate it and uh looking forward to uh hopefully more stuff from you soon on the uh, on the site as well when the okay. when the I've, I've, the itch I've, needs scratching.
2: I've, I'm going to be busy for next couple of weeks finding a new safe house because the uh, the CIA agent you sent after me found the, the one I'm in now, so I'm going to have to burn this, and it goes further into seclusion. But, you know, I will, I will send you dispatches from the
0: ether in the future. Sounds good.
1: Remember, you can find us online at bigpicturepod.com, and we are now available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So either use the link in the show notes post or head directly there, search and hit subscribe.
0: And if you like what you're hearing – Leave a positive review, because that always helps us connect with new listeners. We'll be back next week with more news and a film review of something.
1: And that's all right here on the Big Picture Podcast.
2: Yeah, I, am, I
0: am